Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, breaking stereotypes with Leah, submission as a gift, and surprise butt sex. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Surprise butt sex, huh? Before we get started, a quick (laughs) shout out to our latest Patreon supporter, Justine. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening to take a look at options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. So Dawn, I have, uh, as you see, I've changed up the front end a little bit. I see. It kind of made you stumble for a second. So we did a take two. (laughs) Well, absolutely we did. I tell you, I've memorized the way that we used to do it and now flipping it around. But trying to make it a little faster, I noticed... When I listen to podcasts, I tend to hit that fast forward button a couple times in the mm-hmm. beginning because they have these long ass intros. I want to get past that. Oh, I don't blame you. So um, if people have started from the beginning or even jumped in somewhere in the middle, they've heard all the same stuff. So, And if it's new, it's nice and quick. We were just talking to somebody the other night here at the Columbus Space that said uh, that they listened to all the podcasts starting at the beginning Holy cow. So I went and talked to them like this, which is how we did, did the, the first couple, couple of them. Episodes. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and and I was afraid, I was afraid to interrupt you, <laughs> the whole power exchange thing. And now I just walk right on top of you. Yeah, I've noticed you know, that, believe me. If they, <laughs> Speaking if they of which. Wait, if they started at the beginning, though, yes. I, I wish I had met them. I don't think you introduced me. Was it Kinky and Geeky or a play party or? It was Kinky and Geeky, yes. Okay. So, because I think I would have bowed in front of them. That's a feat. I've been oh, meaning yeah. to go back and start at the beginning so that we can get more topics and redo some topics, but haven't done it. That's been on your list for a while. It has. So, Don, uh, question of the day. Boom. Don. Okay. Yes. Do you see your submission as a gift? <laughs> no. I don't see my submission as a gift. I see my submission as a need. So, and I'm not exactly sure what people mean by their submission is a gift. So, because you can, you you don't take away gifts. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It's like once you give it to somebody, it's theirs. But that's not how people live submission usually. So, I mean, some of us are in long-term, you know, total power exchange relationships, Mm -hmm. but that's, you don't see a lot of that anymore. So I don't understand why they're saying it as a gift. But it's always said that. People have said that forever. They said that forever, I know. And and I just don't get it because if my, if, if my submission is a gift to you, your dominance is also a gift to me and you never hear that said. Hmm. So yeah, mine's, mine's a need. What you do hear more often, and we certainly hear this from Kevin and Katie, is this idea of total authority transfer, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not a gift, it's a transfer of authority. You say, right. Oh, you're worthy of this authority. I'm giving it to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. And, and like I said, I need it in my life. So I, I just don't know that I consider it a gift. It's okay. how I'm wired. So. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Tell us what you think. Head over to our Facebook page. (laughs) Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word. And share your thoughts. And we'd love to hear them. And apparently we're going to go through this podcast pretty quickly. We do have a great interview coming up. Not a ton of content. And you and I are pretty dog tired, so that's going to be fine. But we want to make sure we get it out there. We did, uh, yeah, we did a Kinky and Geeky Friday Friday night. night. Yep. 
So um, that meant staying up late. Staying up late, getting up early because we had to get a few things done before the workshop Saturday. that we had to be here for, which was Paddles, Canes, and Crops yep. by Very Master good Shadow. Very good mm-hmm. turnout. Yep. And then we did the party All right. that night. So, and yeah, I also vended at Kinky and yep. Geeky Friday night. So we had a pretty so heavy again, weekend. Saturday night, long night. Sunday, you got one mm-hmm. of your sacred sexuality things kicked off. And we, oh, I did. We forced ourselves to get out of bed early to go jump on the motorcycles because it was pretty. Go find breakfast somewhere. We did because my phone call with my new students was at 11. So I don't think we got up till 9. So we had to jump and go. So that was fun. That was a good ride. It was busy weekend, but a great weekend. But like I said, paying the price for it today. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We're going to be plenty of rested by June 15th. We are. so, And that's two weekends away. So this weekend, I'll be in Connecticut at a pagan festival. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't done one of those in years. And then the following weekend, we'll be in Pittsburgh. And we that is part of our book tour. So the polyamory toolkit, we will have it with us. We'll be teaching a class. I think it's, well, it says it's from 12 to 4. So we'll probably teach part of that as the class and do some questions and answers and then do the whole book signing thing. So it'll be a lot of fun. I think we'll put, we should put the link to at least the Fed event, if not the Eventbrite. Absolutely. On the show notes. Come out and say hi if you're one of our Pittsburgh peoples. Absolutely. Love to see you. The random erotic awakening Instagram follower of the day is Blue Moon Fetty. Nice. Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as erotic awakening. So, Don, time for a sexy truth. You skipped over surprise butt sex, so make sure we go Did back I? to that. Because oh. <laughs> I want to know. I, 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 saw the, I saw the thing come through on my email that there was a, a fet yes. thing, but I never read it, so I, will, I wasn't sure I, what it was. I will tell you everything I know about surprise butt sex. There isn't any. Instead, <laughs> There isn't any. There's a surprise <laughs> class presentation. So I saw this on the Stalking Kevin and Katie list. Um, they are going to be presenting at Galleria Domain 2 oh, up in nice. Chicago. GD2. They'll be doing their fantastic class called um, Follow the Leader. Okay. But apparently it was a little bit of a last-minute thing, so a little bit of a surprise that they're there presenting. And I don't know why Katie said surprise butt sex is the title. Because she does silly things she's like you do. Yep. <laughs> All right. On to the sexy truth. You wouldn't, um, you wouldn't happen to know what day that is they're doing that, so we I could don't. see if we could go. I'd love to see them. I'm sure it's June 15th. Oh, probably. We're, we're going in the opposite direction. <laughs> so, Dawn, uh, we did our su- sexy dares earlier, and mm-hmm. I am still, not only am I still ahead on points, I am also still within the calorie count of my diet, regardless of our, my you, dare. You did spit it out. I did. So, um, what's... Is my my truth question for you though? Is what's something most people don't like in bed, but you can't get enough of? Mm. I I can think of something. I can think of a few things. What what is it that most people don't like in bed that I can't get enough of? So being well, one and my top one is being dominated. I love being oh, dominated sure, sure. in bed. So you know, oh that was obvious to you. Um, biting, I like biting. Which one are you going to say? Because I don't know how much I want to give away. <laughs> I don't particularly. I would say the one that first one that came to my mind of something you like in bed that most people don't like in bed uh-huh. is um, me recording us fucking, which that is true. A lot of people like, but before while we are fucking to show you the video of us fucking from a few minutes ago. <laughs> 
you are correct. That totally floats my boat. That gets that definitely gets me going, and we've done it more than once. So you actually fucked me with my uh, tentacle dildo. Uh huh. And then while we were fucking, you showed me the video of you <laughs> fucking me with the tentacle video of a dildo. That was that was pretty hot. Well, I pay for porn. <laughs> You can make it yourself. I don't know why that turns me on so much, but it used to be the same way with uh, webcam mm-hmm. with the Yahoo chat rooms. Yep. I used to do the webcam and um, just for fun. You would be in the other room and I would just do it for fun. And in the little window in the bottom corner, I could see myself. So, And then sometimes I could see if somebody was in the room with me watching, but I rarely paid attention to that because I was too busy watching me mm-hmm. on the webcam don't get it it doesn't mean i'm a voyeur an exhibitionist a little bit of both <laughs> kind of like an ambivert you're right in the middle there. i'm right in the middle okay yours is have you ever taken someone's virginity uh i'm gonna su- assume this is specific to piv pussy and va- or penis and vagina yeah i that, that was my guess no yeah nope i have not i haven't either <laughs> And at this point, I don't know that I want to. I just had a 19-year-old reach out to me going, I think you're hot and I want to be your master. But uh, that's beside the point. So I don't think it's going to happen for me at this point because, as you mentioned, we are both on the um, older side of the street now. Mm -hmm. With the exception of I could possibly see it if it was my kind of a Kaddishti sacred sexuality situation Mm -hmm. where someone needed a gentle safe person to be guided into but pff, what's there's, the chance of that happening yeah and i i would imagine there's older virgins out there so it would end up being a kadishti thing sure. you know helping them along but i don't know that people that are older admit to it or if they've come this far they're okay with it or something you know there's a reason that they do it i don't know hey, if you're a virgin be a star fucker reach out to us <laughs> Oh, no. Dan. If you're not a virgin, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. I felt I... like I felt like Mary Tyler Moore for a second. I know. <laughs> Talking about aging. Wow. Um, I guess that is nearly about it, other than we do Just have to about, grab yeah. something from after Reddit. Ask Reddit after dark. What mm-hmm. is the most... Oh, you should ask me first this time. Okay, so so this is, yeah, this is from Ask Reddit After Dark from Reddit. Uh, what is the most not safe for work thing you've, not safe for work thing you've ever done at work? Oh, I'm going to say that I probably fingered you in one of our workplaces at some point. Uh, that's kind of ringing a bell. Yeah. And I know that you took some pre-cum. You went to the bathroom and took some pre-cum on your finger and came back and put it on my hand. Mm-hmm. I remember that Ooh, one. I'm going to call that. I'm going to say that's the most yeah. not safe for work thing I've done at work. Well, I have another one. Okay. We interviewed for a podcast in one of the little cubby booths. That's very true. At your work. About two weeks ago, <laughs> I think it was. The Bad Girls Bible Podcast called us we up. Did. And, yeah, we and we there. couldn't come up with any other time to do the interview. So I met Dan at work and we went into one of those little uh, glass pods that your work has that uh-huh. people do little two-person meetings in. And we answered some interview questions. And I kept looking around to make sure nobody could hear us through the glass. 
If they did, they did a good job in not staring at us. Maybe they were hoping we'd do more. <laughs> Dawn, awesome. did you know that the two-person meeting podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? What? I don't think so. Take a moment to support the podcast. Radius on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or all of the fucking million <laughs> other places you can listen to a podcast now. Or Player just FM is one Player of them. Player FM? Oh, awesome. Or just tell your friends. We did get a uh, reached out by the Chip the Tentacle guy who sent me a ton of nude sushi. That is where you put the sushi on someone. It's actually got a cool name. Forgotten what it is. And then you eat it off. Was it some... Oh, you did... Did you even notice Saturday somebody did a food place scene? No, they asked me if they could do it, but I never saw it. Yeah, they did it. I just barely noticed it myself. They did it in uh, Sandow. Yep, where I told them to do it. And they had a tarp and all that. I just It was really interesting, but I was in the midst of something else, apparently. Huh. And as much as I walked around the party, I totally missed it. And I watched a few scenes. Yeah, it wasn't a very long scene, apparently. It wasn't during our scene. Our scene was fucking hot. Look at this. I got I got marks. Oh, you sure do. I got pokey marks. He stabbed me. I stabbed the fuck out of you. <laughs> a couple of times. You had but, me almost climbing up on that cross when you stabbed my sides. Mm -hmm. Someone yeah, asked yeah. me later what those were, and I'm like, I have no freaking clue. My eyes were closed. <laughs> I was climbing up on the cross. Stabby sticks. And, and he's like, they were like sticks, like, like kebab sticks. And I'm like, were they silver? He's like, I don't no, know. No, no, no. They no. were malaprop wooden stabber things. Oh, okay. They're so pre they're really intended for pressure point play. Okay. Ooh, they're kind of sharp for pressure point play, but that's see, because I got broken skin. Nope, that skin's not broken. Oh no, it's not broken. Not is in it? this county. <laughs> so other than nude sushi, we also uh, apparently you got a puppet. I did. So Chip the Tentacle Guy so was just sending us stuff and stuff. So got a puppet, and I have to pull that link up again. So we should put that in the show notes. And he reminded us about the Nobilis Erotica podcast, which has been out there for a long time and apparently does the tentacle stuff on occasion. Mm -hmm. This is one of those occasions. Absolutely. So good stuff. So, Don, you mentioned earlier we're going to be in Pittsburgh. We're going to be in West Virginia. We're going to be in Indiana. We're going to be in Chicago. So, if you'd like to see us. Give us a holler. We'll give you the rundown of where we're going to be at. And give us a holler if you'd like us out there. We have a few weekends that I've set aside in the fall for our book tour. So I've got a couple of people I'm going to contact. But if those dates don't work for them, we'd love to hear from you if you want I, to have us out at your place. I had a nice conversation with somebody the other day um, about the new polyamory toolkit book. And they're very appreciative and very complimentary towards it you know I, i've been getting that too people have been pulling me aside and telling me that they wish they had found this earlier and i'm like huh, i wish we had found the yeah, tools no earlier <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so we're hearing really good stuff so today on the podcast uh, we're going to speak with leah we're talking about breaking stereotypes really interesting uh conversation that i had with her and she's been very open very vulnerable of what it was like for her as uh, she explores through her own sexuality and through stereotypes and all that kind of stuff and the pod podumentary, pod documentary that she's put together. Uh, very interesting stuff. You're going to enjoy listening to it. Tonight on the podcast, I am speaking with my new friend, Leah. And Leah has been a fantastic supporter of both the podcast and the space lately. And Leah, I understand you have a podcast as well. And on your podcast, you talk a lot about breaking stereotypes. So tell me the name of the podcast 
and then tell me why we need to break stereotypes. What's wrong with them? So I actually am trying to do something new. And so like yourself and most podcast producers, you like release episodes and people listen to them or they can listen live. And I'm actually trying to do something new. I call it a docu talk. And so it's kind of like a documentary meets a podcast where it um, reads like a documentary, but it's just audio. So if we will release all 13 episodes at once and we are currently interviewing and recording and producing the episodes and it's called know it show it and it's about knowing yourself and those around you and how we express that to each other so breaking stereotypes through communication and knowing ourselves so when you say breaking i mean obviously we're talking on the erotic awakening podcast so are we talking about sexual uh stereotypes or kinks i like to start with those they're the most fun okay (laughs) but yes uh sex is among all the stereotypes and um on my podcast we like to let every person that's being interviewed really talk about what rings home to them which is the style you're familiar with and i like to like really delve into why they became that and kind of question prompt our listeners to question themselves in the same regard, had they ever seen the world from that perspective, or hopefully they're looking at it from the opposite perspective and learning something they never knew. So, so give me an example of what kind of stereotypes you guys that you're targeting. So for you, a fun one is like the first time a vanilla person listens to your podcast. Okay. So that is the opposite perspective, obviously, <laughs> in your <laughs> podcast, which is very broad and painted many colors. Um, And so for that listener, for them to walk away with something they never even considered is great, but it's also great for a person who thinks they have a very good understanding of sexuality and their sexual selves to realize that they hadn't considered a lot of things that you brought up. And so both of those things happen with my docu-talk as well. Like we talk about race and we talk about being parents and we talk about being artists and we talk about being activists and we talk about sex and we talk about not just our own sexual identity, but other sexual identity as well. Um, And how that um, stereotype in their mind of what sex is to them, they project that into their thoughts and how they interact with us and how we can do better at interacting back with them. I'm sure as a fellow community leader, you know, that's something you learned overnight. Um, And I'm hoping that we can teach each other how to do this at a faster pace to help reshape our culture revolving around sex and consent and stereotypes of sexual things, not just queer people, not just kink or fetish, not just um, polyamory or swinging lifestyle, but all encompassing because even within those subsects, sometimes people have stereotypes about those other groups and interact differently because of those stereotypes. So yeah, let, let's take a, a specific stereotype that comes to mind. Um, and because I just had a conversation about this not too long ago. And uh, one of the things, what, what was told to me is the reason that we can't, we don't get a lot of gay African-Americans to come out to mm-hmm. the polyamory events is because that blah, blah, blah stereotype, right? So is that the kind of thing that you're targeting to say, no, no, we can't yes. just say this or, and why is that important to break that stereotype? I mean, so that's fantastic um, to let me address a couple of labels that I identify with. And then I'll give you a specific example where I answered a question like that as a community leader on a public stage. 
So um, I am African-American, I am polyamorous, I am pansexual, and I am involved in the kink community as well. Personally, I do participate in some BDSM, although I prefer to keep my personal sex life um, private. I do share parts of it as an artist on um, social media platforms, but I tend to keep whatever I share is what I share, and then I keep to myself what I keep to myself. But um, as an African-American community leader who is all those things, uh, I was recently at an AIDS Health Foundation event. Um, I will soon be taking a position with the AIDS Health Foundation. Currently, I am a community partner. I will become um, more involved with the organization. They're creating a position for me, so I can't actually tell you what the official title is going to be yet. It'll be two more months before I take it, but I've interviewed since September, and they're creating a position for me specifically for what I do. And so at this um, fundraiser, I was on stage and the question came up about why African-American and African men are affected by AIDS differently um, and why the whole, the whole question revolving around getting tested because that's one of my platforms is you should definitely get tested. You should know your sexual status. You should be showing it to your partner, your STD status and your HIV status. Um, when asked this question, it was easy to answer that it's not encouraged to talk about those things in our households, and it may be based on religion, and it may there's multiple reasons that I'm personally aware of as to why African-American men didn't converse with me the same way as a Caucasian man may about that. And that doesn't mean that it's as a norm, because that is a generality, but statistically, it didn't happen as often for me, specifically. And how I definitely want to encourage these groups of people to do this more, including the Hispanic communities. And so a lot of times, even being gay is a difficult subject. I myself only came out to my family this past, in the past 12 months. And it has been a difficult journey to talk about even what pansexual means with my family. So it is something I definitely understand. And so for someone who is not raised to be okay with those things or to, to be okay with talking with those things amongst their culture and their community, it can be very difficult to come into a public setting and now be open to talk about those things. Okay, very cool. Very cool. What What do you think, what is your goal with the whole, I mean, uh, on the different forms, and obviously I hang out a lot of forums for pod, mm -hmm. starting podcasts and all that kind of stuff. What is your, your goal for starting a new uh, docu-talk in this case? And that's why I did a docu-talk exactly that. There are so many people doing podcasts right now, and I thought, I do not want this thing that is this period of time that is undefined. I want to do 13 episodes that tell the story and I wanted to tell my story and I wanted to tell people who I am and what my goals were and what my purpose was and what I, how I want to impact and help shape the world. I just know that, and I don't mean it to sound crass, but to be, to touch on the subject we were just speaking about as an African-American female who has all these different things that paints this rainbow, how do you just make the story all about you? So I am journeying through other people's stories and letting them tell all the different parts that make me whole through their story, which is a totally different perspective, one maybe I hadn't even considered as well. Very cool. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question that I find uh, <laughs> interesting. And I'm just curious because of the, just the conversation, the way we're going, the stereotypes and all breaking stereotypes and the value of breaking stereotypes. One of the interesting things that I've noticed lately is I've been to a number of diversity 
classes and heard diversity speakers. And um, these speakers are saying, you know, at the events that we have, the way that we're going to reach more people is this. And the way that we're going to reach the, you know, reach out to people of color is this way. And the way that we're going to take <laughs> the um, hearing impaired or the mm -hmm. variety of, you know, and the people that in the last three people that I've had teaching about this had been not those people. Uh, specifically, in one instance, I had um, a Caucasian woman talking about how we can be more inclusive to people of color. Uh, an able-bodied person talking about how we can be more inclusive to people that are not able-bodied. Right. Tell me about, what is your view on that? Is there value in that? Or so, it kind of... Go ahead, very, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just trying to hear your whole question. Can you... So... You're asking my opinion on how we can be more inclusive or my take on the, the majority trying to speak for the minority. The second. Okay. That's what I was like. I'm not even cutting you off. I just want to make sure I got your <laughs> question clear. So, um, okay. So here's the thing. I, can, I have a roommate who is the phenomenal person. Um, she is Lady Bacchus and she runs House of Bacchus. Um, she speaks sign language. She is African-American. Um, you know, she has many other beautiful labels, as am I. And I date people who are in, um, who aren't always, who, who aren't always able. Mm -hmm. And um, I also date people with different statuses. Um, I have had partners who are positive for herpes. I've had partners who are other positive. So when we talk about this whole spectrum of all these different sex of minorities, um, I would say in my household there, we are, we see a lot of them <laughs> and I don't even enjoy speaking for them, but I do enjoy speaking for them when I have the opportunity to do so like now. So my take is I love that people speak for, um, any minority, any opportunity that they have to, especially because the more voices that are united saying the same thing, the more we are heard. Um, my take is just, I hope that they are interacting in those circles and living that life and walking that walk. Um, you know, I have a passion and affection for Caucasian men, <laughs> so I'm not going to say that, you know, they, that any one of my partners couldn't speak for me, with me, through me, because they haven't, they've heard my words. They know my patterns. And if they're speaking correctly and truly, then I would want them to do that at any opportunity. I just hope those people are doing the same by immersing themselves in that culture to understand it to its fullest. Hmm. Very cool. So one more question for you, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. No, as many as you like. You have as much time as you want. Let's see. It's just, just such a fascinating path. Um, because it is the path for breaking the stereotypes. So I chose to start with comedy. Um, as an artist, so I do Not Your Grandma's Game Show, and Not okay. Your Grandma's Game Show, I, I came from working for a laser tag company, and for uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and when I was at Chuck E. Cheese, I had to deal with um, child molestation, and I reported to my company as a whistleblower, and they did nothing, and I reported it to the police department, who did nothing, because the person was 16, and it was a grown adult male, I'm um, having sex with a young 
male and having his partner also have sex with this male and they were letting him live in his home. And it was all because that kid didn't have a place to stay because their parents kicked him out and that was their boss. And you know, so any context, minor or not, that is abuse to let that happen. And so I left there after having worked in corporate America for quite a while and other arenas also and decided that I never wanted to work for myself and that I wanted to stop something like that from happening to anybody ever again. And by standing on a soapbox, I wasn't gonna accomplish anything. But by getting on a stage half naked and telling jokes about sex that I already know about because I've been a swinger since I was 19 and I'm all these other things, by getting on stage and trying to teach people how it's wrong, that's the only thing I can do. I can't get the police to go after somebody if they say that the laws aren't changeable. I can't go try to change a law and stand on a mountain and scream if nobody wants to listen. And so by doing these other things, this is how I hope to accomplish that. And uh, so it's pretty important to me. Well, very cool. Very cool. And that's a great way to, to say, you know, there's the, a, a saying that um, just I, I can't feed everybody. So why should I bother to donate to a soup kitchen? There's always going to be somebody who's hungry. But it's great that you've taken the opposite perspective of that to say. I'm going to build a farm. Oh, Dan. Say that again. <laughs> I'm going to build farms nationwide and then I'll teach people to farm on them and they'll go build farms. Well, there you go. Yeah. But to find that, that, that what can I do and what within my skill set, you know, not all of us can, not all of us have the aptitude to go be doctors. Not all of us have the right. aptitude to go be positive politicians, you know, so we take the skill sets that we have and we do what we can. And that's fit. Sounds like what you've been doing. Planting seeds all over Columbus. I'm going to, uh, Scorch Nuts this year. I'm going to Abagia Mosaic. I'm going to Comfest. I'm going to lots of places nationwide and hopefully internationally next year. Uh, so hope to start Facebook streaming uh, these game shows and doing private parties now and hopefully franchising in the next three to five years. And it's not just a rapid plan for me financially. It's a rapid plan to get the message to the front of the right people. So. Very cool. Well, it does sound like you have a plan. How can I find out? How can I find this DocuTalk? It, it's not out yet, right? You're still working on it. So you can go to crazyfuncolumbus.com. So crazyfuncolumbus.com is where you can find all things relating to any of the work that I do. It's, you'll find all different tabs there. Um, you'll see some that are just about the game shows. You'll see some that are about team building because I do corporate team building. With um, That's uh, as with games also. So you'll see that. And then you'll see uh, the work that I do with the AIDS Health Foundation. You will see the the link to the DocuTalk, which is also the work that I do with the AIDS Health Foundation. Um, bringing Lions in on as a sponsor has been huge, though. Uh, it's given me the opportunity to get in front of more serious gamers who want to win because they give us those gift cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so it's uh, crazyfuncolumbus.com is the place to go. And I thought about all this when I used to work for axe throwing. So, you know, I don't know if I'll start throwing axes again, but we keep uh, the insanity up in the show for sure. We've got <laughs> dildos on stage. I was going to say, instead of axe throwing, maybe do dildo throwing. Instagram. Yeah, check it out on Instagram. <laughs> Very cool. Lee, it's been a uh, pleasure to talk to you tonight. Uh, uh, appreciate your enthusiasm and your passion and I'm Thank looking you. forward to seeing great things come out of crazyfuncolumbus.com
Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dan. You have a great day. Now, about that interest in Caucasian men, I happen to know <laughs> a guy. There's a podcast.